everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our faithful, faithful members, Mr. Brett Brewster. Hey, Emma. Glad to be here with you. Appreciate what y'all do. It's a privilege. Brett, I'm glad you're here. I appreciate what you do in our Great Questions ministry. Uh, For those who don't know you, would you share a little bit about how you came to know the Lord? And then fast forward, what's going on in your world today? What are you up to? Yeah, so given my age, my story's kind of a long one, but uh, my grandfather was a Baptist preacher and a very faithful, wonderful man. Uh, His daughter, my mother, though, though she was a believer, when she left home, she really found the world much Mm -hmm. more enticing than living faithfully for Jesus. And so... Uh, As I got to be a teenager, uh, I started really questioning, though I had made a profession of faith, I started questioning, how do we know that what we believe is true, that the Bible is actually God's word versus other Mm. possibilities, since there's clearly so many faiths around the world. And for the most part, I received uh, relatively angry responses Mm. and um, didn't really have anywhere I could go where it was safe to ask those kinds of questions. And so that really played a role in sidetracking me from uh, Mm. following Jesus. I just didn't have a whole lot of really good discipling at that point because we had moved away and I wasn't around my grandparents a great deal. And so if you then fast forward, um, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but there were some issues from my childhood that brought about depression Mm. and there was a reliance on alcohol a great deal. And so uh, thank God I've been married now just about 40 years next month. Wow, congrats. Oh, thank you. Praise God. Yeah, indeed. And so, but in 2005, we were really on the verge of divorce. Mm. And so... On the day that all came to a head, I actually had a dream. And in that dream, I was on a ship and there was a tremendous storm, huge waves breaking over the bow. For some reason, there was broken glass everywhere and Mm. huge shards of glass embedded in my body. And I was obviously aware that the storm was taking me down and then out of the Uh, ether, if you will, the voice of the Lord spoke and he Mm. said, Brett, you're right. The storm is taking you down and you are the storm. Mm. And uh, so that was really, that grabbed my attention a great deal. And so uh, that was really the point where my life turned around and I started pursuing the Lord heavily. Mm. Uh, Within a few years, he led me to go to seminary so I could study and help others with the kind of questions that I had struggled to get answered. So um, that's part of why I love so much serving on the Great Questions team today. And what is that? I mean, for those who don't know, the Great Questions ministry is what? What, what is Great Questions? Yeah, so every Monday night here at Watermark, we host in what we call the South Community Room. For an hour, we provide a place where people can come and ask any question they want about God, the Bible, worldviews, different religions in general, and it's safe. So no one is criticized for their questions or their views. And, you know, a lot of what we do is try to engage with people outside of there. So, for example, my wife, 
life serves with us, not so much to answer questions, but so, for example, we can host uh, young women in our home. We've had lots that come through. So I meet with people outside of there in all kinds of different ways to try and help them see the the truth. That's amazing. And if, if people listening have questions or mm. have friends that have questions, is there a way, if they don't live in Dallas, can they submit questions online? Is that an option? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if they will email us at greatquestions at watermark.org. And we've had people overseas. I met with a Muslim man who was just going to be visiting for a week, uh, two or three years ago. And wow. he ended up coming to Christ and we baptized him before he returned home That's amazing. to a country where he could couldn't get baptized. Wow. So, yeah, we would we would love it if they'd email cool. us. We will put that information in the episode description. That said, today we are in Numbers 22. Okay. And Brett, I'm just going to let you take it away. What you got for us? Yeah, so as anyone who's read the passage knows, Israel is is traveling through the wilderness and as they encounter the king of Moab, he's frightened by their power. Hmm. And so he engages a guy named Balaam. And Balaam is typical of what would have been in the ancient Near East at that time, someone who was uh, a prophet of sorts, a diviner. And typically there were schools that these folks would go to where they could learn to read cloud formations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually used animal entrails and would read the, the will of the deities through that, as well as they would study dreams and learn how to interpret dreams. And so differently from what God said prophets would be, they could go do whatever their rituals were and in a way calling the God out to say, I want to know what you think about this. And so that's who Balaam was. And uh, so the king of Moab wants to engage Balaam because he is a particular kind of prophet that also issues oracles, actually speaks verbally for the gods. And he wants... Was that unique? Uh, That would have been the case that it wasn't for every diviner. So, yeah. So Balaam had this special reputation for whatever reason. And so he wants him to curse the Israelites. And so Balaam goes if you will, turns to God and says, what do you want me to do here? And the Lord tells him not to go. And then as we read on, we see that the king of Moab elevates, I guess, his offer, how much money and the honor he's going to give Balaam. And so Balaam returns to ask the Lord again. And this time the Lord says, go. And this is where it gets confusing, because if we look at verse 22, then we see that God is angry at Balaam for going, which seems strange if, given... If he told him to go. Yeah, totally. How can he be angry? Right. But what is really going on there, I think, is it should have been something that Balaam understood the first time. Mm-hmm. And so when he goes back to ask again, doing so because he hopes to be enriched and have his honor elevated, right. God is angry about that, but then says, go, because I'm going to teach you Mm. a lesson as well as the king of Moab. And so um, Balaam goes, and as as the story goes, he's uh, on his donkey, and the Lord has the angel of the Lord appear. 
And obviously, uh, Balaam is unaware of that, and the donkey stops. And uh, Balaam gets very angry with the donkey, beats him, and uh, the donkey then actually begins to speak to Balaam. Which is crazy. Which is crazy, yes. And so he, Balaam comes to realize that the angel of the Lord is there. And so what we really see here is that this man who was supposed to be so good at discerning what the deity says is oblivious to Mm -hmm. the reality of who Yahweh is, while a donkey is able to discern it. So it's really a wisdom story for us about listening to the Lord and also to trust that nothing will dissuade him from Mm. keeping his promises to us. That's good, Brett. How do you live differently because of what you read? in this passage? What's the application for us? Yeah, I think here uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, I truly believe God is speaking to us all the time and that we we don't pick up the subtleties of how he speaks. Mm. Uh, as Jesus put it, sometimes we don't have ears to hear and we're too busy, too distracted with the uh, daily occurrences in the world to notice God speaking through others and just through events that we might call coincidences. Mm but I don't really believe those occur. And so I've tried to become someone who is spending a lot of quiet time with the Lord, but also constantly reminding myself to look where he might be speaking in ways that, um, yeah, that we're not used to, but I believe he really does. Absolutely. That's so good, Brett. Any final thoughts Um, or encouragements? Yeah, I would just say, um, at least based on my own experience, is don't wait for a really dramatic moment where Mm -hmm. life has brought you to a point you don't want it to. (laughs) The glass shards. Lord, yeah, the first time around. That would be what I would advise all. Great advice, Brett. Thank you for being here. We're out of time. You did it. I'll have to have you back on as you are a a treasure chest of wisdom. I appreciate it. It's fun being here. Absolutely. Well, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.